What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 14 of the Dudality Podcast, where our motto is living comfortably uncomfortable. My name is Ian Perez, joined by Jonathan Mercado, Victor Rivera, and Chris Zora. We're four ordinary dudes with extraordinary dreams. Jonathan. Hit him. Hey, what's up, everyone? Um, I want to start this podcast off and just ask, you know, I don't think the last time, I think we went straight into just having fun. Last podcast was super fun. You guys are feeling loose. I think Victor was drinking too much. <laughs> I was drinking too much. <laughs> hey, so, hey, what's been going on in the world of Victor, Chris, Ian? What's been happening? I'm having a baby Friday. Oh, man. I know. I read this that. On, on Tuesday. Normally we do Sundays, but Sunday was Easter. So we're recording on a Tuesday. So yeah. by the time you hear this, the next morning I will have a, a brand new baby. We might need to do another recording like on Thursday. Double down to give <laughs> I know, a right? break. Get ahead no. of the game. <laughs> this would be ahead of the game because, man, having a baby, I, I think I'm the guy to, or actually Victor and I are both the guys to talk to when it comes to having babies. On yeah, You're going to be all about that baby. All oh, about it. Know. So now so that's three now, right? It'll be yep, third, number three. Third It'll third be kid. girl yeah. number two. So Dominic and I are officially uh, outnumbered. So it'll be fun. It's all but good. It won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. It's funny is is when I got here, uh, Desiree, Jonathan's wife, asked me if I was nervous. And I, I think up until today, I really didn't feel nervous, like consciously, like maybe subconsciously, like little ticks I would do here and there out of nerves and I wouldn't know why. But uh, today, nerves are actually kicking in. Mm. Um, but it's, ex- it's, it's exciting, I think, too. It's yeah. the opposite for me. It's I'm straight until the actual baby comes out. Then yeah. I'm like, the yeah. whole world comes crashing on me, <laughs> oh as you guys God. know. <laughs> I'm like a chicken with his head cut off, just trying to figure out a routine. Because without a routine, that's how I am. I'm like lost, trying to grab onto something. Yeah, I but told hey, my wife. I told my wife today. I was like, "Man, we're three months. She's 28 weeks in a couple of days." So, uh, uh, also say, "Hey, man, it's gonna be tough." I told us talk, talking to her today. It's gonna be tough first couple of weeks with that baby. It's gonna be tough, but prep for the storm. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. come. Prepping. I like, I like it. Well, we got this. Having that talk early on. Look at Victor yeah. being a good coach. It's like a good yeah. like dad coach. Like, hey, <laughs> we're going to be in the weeds, but I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah, man. So, now, Tate, tell us about the minivan. How have you been enjoying the minivan? The little spaceship you have. Man, Victor pulled up in my, in my house. As I say, man, let me check out this minivan. As soon as I open the door, there's LED lights from the front of the car all the way to <laughs> the, the back. Then I felt like I was in a shuttle. Tokyo Drift style. And it felt like this dude had like three DVD players in the in the, in the the car. I was like, yo, do you need this many DVD players? <laughs> there's only one, but there are more compartments where I could put it. Like they look like DVD, DVD players. Player in there, but um, it's been awesome, man. My family loves it. Um, it's cool. Again, the space. The leather seats, like, feel I, get, I, do, I, I literally feel like I'm falling asleep every time I'm on there. Like, I, that's why I don't drive it to, like, to my morning uh, uh, trains I do for CG, because uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be falling asleep again. <laughs> that's so, check it out. I have an older car. I've always had older cars, but I have a, a Pioneer little crossover um, basic model. I was going to use it to for CG, right? I was going to, because I got rid of my minivan. I got rid of my minivan. It was time to let it go. And I told Desiree, I was like, hey, I'm not going to use the Denali. 
um, to for camp. I'm going to use the old car. She's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, don't you know run up the miles on the on the Denali and don't be shoving all your equipment in there. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. But on the cold mornings, when the seat heater arrives and the steering wheel <laughs> heat arrives, heated seats. Uh, heated seats, brother, I don't think I used that old car once for camp. I think I've never <laughs> seen you drive. Day, she's like, are you still taking the Denali? I was like, yes, Maybe. yes, I am. <laughs> she's like, got to make up two legs and see warmer or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I've been good at it, though. I, I, I drive the little car to camp. Uh, and I keep all my stuff in there. That's so. good, because I got a. It's an addiction. You do it one time, brother. You're not gonna. You're not gonna want to go back to that that little car again. But what, what motivates me is that like the van eats gas a lot quicker than my little one does. So each time I put gas in the van, it's like forty some bucks right now. So goddamn, it hurts my wallet a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think about that. I just eat it. <laughs> I just wait for the. I was putting gas, but like just put it back in this week, and I'm like, all right, you're gonna click already. God damn, I know I did hit like an extra twenty. No, for me, it's like an extra twenty dollars. I'm like, oh, yeah, mm. it's like eight doubled. Yeah, almost. Yeah, you like, get wow. you a six cylinder SUV, and you'll be all right. About thirty, forty dollar full tank. Chris, what's up, my man? Um, yeah, I mean, this week, this past week, not nothing really eventful just kind of been working started the new book of the month but other than that it's just been a chill week chris i've been looking at deals today mm-hmm. proud of me and man fill in the struggle and i, I told ian this is not what i pictured <laughs> yeah no it definitely isn't at all but to be expect like i understand like i understand but it's not what i pictured yeah, like, I just feel like it seems like anyone that we deal with, we don't have the greatest communication with. Yeah, and like, even though we set those expectations, it's like still. Uh. Yeah. But, Chris, you know what? Is it because the distance? Because you're buying mm-hmm. a different No, brother. Like, no, I think it's easier you... if it was like. No, it, it, it just doesn't seem like there's been super motivated. Yeah. Um, like you see because like you see real like i've dealt with realtors before and they usually sending you stuff every single day yeah, multiple yeah. times a day and like we're lucky to get maybe two things sent to us a week right now so think, unfortunately um, it's because the amount of money you have up front is probably lower than some other group no i can that is you, a possibility that's a possibility but i have also a theory is we're not just dealing with a real estate agent whose main income is real estate. We're dealing with a real estate broker who also invests himself, who also does some property management, who also has uh, doing exactly what things. we're doing yeah. type thing. So there, there is a different mindset from there's a there's a clear different mindset from real estate agent, a worker versus a real estate broker who invests himself. Totally, and one's think- like yeah. Yeah, and I think another struggle is like we keep finding these properties that that we like, and it seems like whatever whatever property we come up with, like there's always there's, there's something. something. That, like I still honestly think the last one we mentioned I is it was probably gonna solid. be a good one. I I, I'm still keeping solid. it on the back burner. Like I, I I'm not just I'm not just throwing that one away. Yeah. Like we need to keep an eye on it. Hopefully, it's not sold if we do need to go that route. 
because we are running i mean we are about halfway through our yeah pre-approval so we need to find something and or else, <sighs> yeah or else i was on there applied. for about a good hour and a half today just analyzing deals and uh, of course it's part of the process guys anybody starting something new your expectation is going to be it's going to be off because you're you're new right <laughs> you're new and that's to be expected so learn to control your emotions because you can easily get frustrated and want to back out because it's not what you expected but you know, as self-development come to find out that you just need to learn how to deal with it and handle it in certain, in a certain manner. So that's how we're doing. I'm keeping my cool and I'm understanding the process and I'm understanding that this is uh, molding me and Chris for the first time. It's the first time. A lot of stupid stuff is going to come up. <laughs> this to be expected, but, um, actually what, like might be a segue into the topic, but so you say like something's new. So you have frustrations and that's something I'm trying to teach my daughter right now because this is our first season like competitively at all in volleyball. And she gets so frustrated and so mad when she does bad. And uh, it actually happened today. We're in the backyard. We're kind of hitting the volleyball around to get some practice. And she's getting mad. And she gets frustrated at one point and hits the ball. Like nothing productive comes from it. So I look at her and not really, I mean, somewhat sternly, but not upset. I'm like, you need to get your you need to get your frustration in check. You have to get your emotion in check because anything you do after this point isn't, isn't going to be in constructive or positive for you. Like you. You're expecting to get instant gratification by hitting the ball a couple times when in reality, it's going to take you hitting that ball a couple thousand times. And once you start getting good at it, it's going to be almost like it was instant. That's everyone though. It's that's everyone has to yeah. go through that development phase. Yeah, and it reminds me of like one of my best friends, like, He's he's like a like a a super good athlete. Like it's not me, is it? Are you talking about me? No, no, I'm not oh, talking okay. about you. Okay, so you said no, <laughs> best friend. I mean, like, like he was like a was like, like he was a junior Olympic. He was a just, junior Olympian. Just like, say my he name, bro. In Olympics and stuff. <laughs> say my name. Say he said junior name. Olympian. <laughs> yeah, he was a junior Olympian. Like not in his mind. He was like a on track star. Like oh, like fifth, track, fifth in the nation. Fifth in the nation in high school, like say my name, meters. bro. Quit leaving but, me uh, anonymous. But it's funny because, like, I remember the first time, like, we went snowboarding together. Like, it was his first time ever. He was getting so frustrated that <laughs> he he wasn't like pro at it like instantly. And I was like, dude, it's your first time. Like, you'll get you'll get better. And like now he's like obsessed with it. And like, I don't know. I've never I haven't seen him because I've I've only gone like once or twice with him, but. Yeah. Apparently he's flipping and doing crazy tricks and so on the slopes. Yeah. I think that's part of it for those that, as far as uh, going through a sort of process before you see it's like something like this, you see the light, right? You go through a process of the storm, the struggle, the frustration, like um, uh, like sports. I, I, I that that's really relatable for us because we play we all play sports. So I'm like. Uh, uh, like I'm pretty, I'm decent when it comes to basketball. I'm not the best. Um, I used to be very, very cocky before in high school, but I'm not anymore because I'm not as good as I used to be. I think 16 year old, 16 year old me can probably like just ball my oh 35 my year old me run up. circles around myself. Bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would so, not want to mess with the 17 year old Jonathan. <laughs> you, so, you got it, sir. But Leave I did alone. go through that that phase to when I started to play basketball. I sucked. Like I sucked. But I went through a period of like practice, practice, practice. That's what I tell my son. He gets frustrated too. So I relate to what Ian was saying. Like my son will get frustrated when he can't hit, when he can't do a couple of things and I say, hey, just take it easy. Like you're just, you know, 
you, you got to keep practicing. You got to keep doing it. Eventually, get there. Um, so, so I think is that that eventually get there, right? I think sometimes when we're looking to uh, to get to a, from A to point B, sometimes the journey to point B seems very long. So, uh, what, what do you guys think? What do you guys do? Like, if you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing, but man, that point B is not coming, bro. So, just to let everyone know, because we're already in the topic, we already went all the way in. The topic today, guys, is going to be instant success. Is it really instant success or are you missing something? And so, yes, it does seem far away, but also in our minds, it seems so close. Did y'all catch that? It seems really close because why? I can look over to my left and Ian has it down already or Ian is really great at it. And so that's what makes me frustrated is because Ian's good at it and I'm not. To me, it just seems like Ian's good at it. And so that leads me to instant success. I don't know Ian's backstory, but that's not what I care about. I care about Ian's got it and I don't. And so that's the, I think that's perspective. And that's what I want to get into is it's, Anybody's success, is it instant or is just the way we look at it? I think it's the way you look at it. I think it has to do with that. I think especially now more than I think the time that we're living in more than ever, because like IG, social media, like all this stuff, you see other people's success, right? Like view, right? And then what they portray as success. yeah. Yeah. And then so you see like, oh, they're my age or maybe younger, right? You're like, crap, like, and you kind of compare, and you're comparing now, you're comparing yourself to that person as far as like, you know, um, so, I, so I think it's that it's the visual of like, oh, they made it in a short amount of years, or we think it is a short amount of years, right? And then like Jonathan was saying, we don't know maybe what else they went we don't, through. We don't want to wanna look at it. We don't, yeah. we don't, I don't want to look at what Ian's been through. I just care about Ian's got it and I don't. I think that's a serious problem. Yeah. Yeah. We want it like in the blink of an eye, yeah, right? Yeah. Like to, to like, Victor's point, social media shows like it's not really a facade, but it's like the outer crust, like an onion, obviously, like there's, there's layers to it. And we don't want to get to the inside layer because most of us cry, it stinks, we don't like it. And there's just that, that journey that this person went through, like something as simple as getting like, TikTok famous or YouTube famous. We say, we think it's simple. We think it's easy. Some people laugh like, oh, you're on YouTube. When in reality, this person spent hours and hours and hours, not even like perfecting their craft, but just making content and having the guts to put it out there over somebody. Like if it's that simple, we'd all do it, but it's not. So I think that's prime example. TikTok famous. It's fairly new and you think it's instant, but in reality, They've made it try to go viral on YouTube. They made it try to go viral on Instagram. And they're like on their last leg. They're like, there's TikTok. Let's just make a thousand videos. And all you see is that one video. And you're like, oh, they got lucky. We do call it luck. We call it luck. 100%. I mean, there may be a little bit of luck into it, like a tiny, tiny bit. But the fact that they made so much stuff. Like it was about this. I don't even call it. They could have been on their last leg, their last social media platform at the the right moment, at the right time. Sometimes you might catch a good wave. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, but being in the right place at the right time could be a little bit of luck. (laughs) 
Um, I, I mean, I, there's definitely a little bit of both. Um, you do need to have some luck in, uh, for certain things. Um, but I feel like most things that when you see someone's success, they've been grinding it, grinding it out for years and years. Or like, I mean, at least, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the time frame could be different depending on what it is. I want to say most of the time. Yeah. I want to say like in 90, general, pro- most probably of the time. Probably 90% of the time. Yeah. That's a, a prime example. Yeah. But it's kind of grows like ex- exponentially. And so it, so that's why it looks like it's instant success because all of a sudden they're huge. Like, Ooh. for example, like that's, I mean, besides the fact that comedians are funny or they're supposed to be, um, the one thing I respect the most about comedians is that the average comedian, like the ones that make it big, they've probably, they, they're usually, they usually don't make it big until they're like 10, 15, 20 years into the game. Mm. And, they, and they're not making much money on this. So they're sticking it out without making all that money. Um, and they're doing it because they love it because that's what they're passionate about. Cause that's what they're, they feel like they're destined to do. Uh, so, but so when they do make it big, you're like, oh, like you see them on Netflix or you see them on Showtime or yeah. Comedy Central or whatever. And you're like, oh, instant success because they blow up because you see them on that it's special. A blow, it's a big blow up. But like you think of like like Kevin Hart, like he like how fast did he blow up? I saw like, this dude in person in a group of 15 people in yeah. the show. And then literally... His first movie was coming out. And in yeah, I mean, even months, and in three months, you couldn't catch a guy with 15 people talking to. He's doing stadiums. He went from 15, yeah. three months, he stadium wide. Yeah. Dude, that would oh, look yeah. like instant Selling success. Yeah. I could look like, yo, he just I I high-fived him, but yeah. he was a comedian. Then now he's like, oh shit, probably should got his autograph. Now he's blew up. Yeah, because I mean, blow up like, blow up. even it's- when Soul Plane came out, like, no one re- even, not very many people knew who he was. It wasn't until his first special, like, where he, where everyone wanted him on on every movie. Every they wanted more specials from him. Like they they just I wanted actually, everything from him. Yeah, like I didn't know who he was until Soul Plane, and I didn't think he was funny. Like I didn't think he was funny. I thought he was annoying little dude, a little like I thought he need to go to puberty a little more. <laughs> like his voice was still like like small. I felt I was like he's ain't that funny. But like you said, when I saw his first special, um, uh, that 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 was like oh he became like a favorite comedian. I was like oh this dude's really funny. But, but people don't yeah, but people don't know like he was he'd been doing stand up for years before Soul Plane came out like at least yeah ten, years ten, years yeah. yeah like in Boston and in New York and like he had like a crew that he hung out with like Jim Norton and Patrick O'Neill and like I mean I saw like then when they were talking about Patrick O'Neill when he passed away um like they had a whole special on you fan. saw. Yeah, you're going no, no. Get, I mean, like you're saying names that I don't I'm know. Just saying, I'm just saying comedian. So that's general, another comedian. He's like, uh, I'm actually not the biggest Kevin Hart fan to be honest. Uh, I actually like all like the comedians. Names, I'm I think like, Kevin Hart has a restraining order on this dude. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a fan of comedy. Uh, <laughs> so you know, I know his, what he's talking about. You open about. his closet; it's pictures of Kevin Hart everywhere, a little shrine, <laughs> and a little mannequin of his actual size. Some wax, wax <laughs> Hey, so what what I need, Chris, you just you just hit a great point that I'm going to transition to is, you know, you respect comedians because it takes literally 10 to 15 years to actually blow up. Right. 
And um, there's actual, there's a metaphor. And I want to explain this metaphor to anybody out there who's looking at others blowing up and getting frustrated because I came from this. I hit hard. I told Victor about this. I started with CG with a group of trainers. Maybe they're a couple of months ahead of me. It's not, not, not a big, big uh, separation in the time we started. And I got to see these other people blow up right in front of me, right in front of me, blew up and started doing really big things and started growing and changing their personality. They started to develop and I was salty and I had so much saltiness and hate in my heart. Wondering why me, why me, why is this happening to me? Because I was, I didn't know the story. I didn't know what they went through. All I could see was they blew up and I didn't. And so I think a lot of people are feeling that way is they're doing something and they can look over to the sides and they can see other people doing great things and they're still not doing great things. And I want to tell everyone there's a reason for it. There's a reason why you haven't blown up and you need to be a, you need to count it as a blessing that you haven't blown up because if you had blown up when the other people around you are blown up, you wouldn't have sustained success. You wouldn't have been ready for that moment. And so this leads me into this transition to, has anybody heard of the bamboo, the Chinese bamboo tree? Yeah. Well, yes. yeah, the tree. Do y'all know yeah. the story behind the, no. okay. All it right. grows. It's strong. It's, it grows. It's strong. Yeah. That's almost every, not almost every tree. That's so here's the story. <laughs> Let's hear the story. <laughs> no, let's let's go story. back to the bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> back to the bamboo tree. So the thing about the bamboo tree is they, it's a metaphor to success in life. All right. You plant this seed. And you wait a year for it to grow. Nothing happens. You wait two years for it to grow. Nothing happens. Third year, you're hoping. Nothing happens. Fourth year, like this got to be the year. Nothing happens. Finally, on the fifth year, it pops up. And within six weeks after popping up, it grows 80 feet. Now, can you see how this translates translate to success? Within the five years, what was it doing? It was building, uh, building. Nurturing, I'm guessing. Yeah. Nurturing. Nurturing. Mm -hmm. Nurturing is growing. All right. Growing. It's developing. It's developing. It's, it's developing its roots big enough so that when it gets to the platform and it grows to be 80 feet tall, its roots are strong enough to hold itself up there to have lasting success. Because if it decided to grow year two, and then when it popped out and in six weeks, it grows to 80 feet tall, the first storm that hits will destroy it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I can relate a lot to that as well. Like, I think, I think anyone can relate to that. Everyone's going through some sort of struggle and might not see like the it's in, it's the, the, uns the the growth, right? Or what they want to see. They're like they're waiting for it, right? So that bamboo that it doesn't you don't see any growth. You don't see anything on the on the outside like superficially, you don't see anything with like nothing's happening. But underneath you're saying that there's roots growing. It's so developing it's, itself. Yeah. It's called the unseen progress. It's the stuff that you can't physically see, but things are happening. So when you're looking over and they're blowing up, I want to encourage you to keep your head down and keep developing. 
Because what you are doing, you may not see the changes and you may not have that platform right now, but you are developing the roots. So when you have that platform, you're going to be strong enough to execute and be successful. Because I guarantee you, when I was a CG trainer and the other two CG trainers blew up around me, if they were giving me that same opportunity, I would not be very successful. It would be short lasting because I had not, trust me, that Jonathan would not have been a very great leader. That Jonathan would have got demoted within two months because that Jonathan was not ready for it. Even though I wanted to be ready for it, if I was given the opportunity, it, I wouldn't be able to hold it. I think that's even more soul crushing. I think winning a million dollars and losing it is more soul crushing than not winning a million dollars. Yeah, That's gotta sure. be the worst to taste it. And then go back to being whatever you were being. I think that has to be way worse. So when you think that you're not seeing progress, I want to encourage everyone to keep developing, keep digging, keep grinding. Your time is coming. And you know the crazy thing about it on year five? Y'all want to know the crazy thing about it? Hmm. I just kind of blew up when CG, Victor, like out of nowhere, just blew up. Got promoted, got promoted twice within a month. I would, talk, I would call that a big blow up. You know what year it was for me? Let me guess. That five. Year five for you? Year five, bro. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You do not understand the struggle that I went through mentally and the development I had to go through. And the hate, man, I'm telling you, when I stopped hating and I stopped and I started to understand that I wasn't ready for that platform and I started to grow my roots and then everything else took care of itself. I no longer wanted that that life they did, I just kept working for it and kept working for it. And I never looked up again and I never had hatred because I really understood why the other two blew up and I didn't. And I was like, bet, I know what I need to do. And so I kept working, I kept grinding, I kept working, I kept grinding and guess what? A blow up happened for me out of nowhere. And you would think anybody who just joined a CG or whatever the case may be, well, if you have that mindset, why me, why me, why me? You're, you're, you're crushed right there. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to like, uh, kind of make it a little bit more relatable for an like everyday person. Like, so if you're like starting a new career or you're starting a new sport or, or dance or whatever, those roots that you were talking about, that's basically like, it's, that's the fundamentals. You're learning your fundamentals. And then as you get, as you master those fundamentals, you move, you improve your skills, and then you just add on to those skills and keep building and building until you do get that success. Yeah, and um, I think you just build, you got to build that discipline, right? You got to build in that discipline. Um, when you're working towards the success that you're looking for, right? It builds your character, it builds your discipline. Um, like, it, it might gonna be here for the long run because um, uh, some things take time. Like some things just take time. Like, you know, nothing's instant. Um, I think now uh, we see a lot of instant success because it's just out there for eyes to see. Um, even in, in like, in like in, in Jonathan's case, right? He's seeing, he's seeing it, right? He's seeing it. And I'm like, what, what's, well, why am I not having that same like success? Um, but I think you just got to have that discipline to kind of stay the course, All right? Stay the course. Um, it's kind of like investing. If, if anyone's going into investing, like in the stock market and stuff like that, 
um, don't expect to get rich like in a month or two or gain or make a lot of money, a lot of gains in a month. It's not about that. All right. You want to get over time. You're looking at about two, three, five, 10, 20 years of investment to then see that growth. Um, uh, cause then, cause in investing and I went through that when I started investing on my own, like I would get that high and then boom, it would come down. I was like, God damn it. I just, I, I was like, I made $300 today. Great. And then I would lose $200 the next day. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Like it would drive me crazy. But over time, once you look at it in the long term, you see that little growth. So you got to get dividends. Yeah. So you, you got to have that discipline, that ground on the highs, and you got to have the discipline, the ground on the lows to then get to that blow up, right? That, that year far out blow up and just know that it's coming. And I can relate to, to that, to, to that as far as um, like working towards something. And then um, I know my previous uh, job, like I would, I'll be like the hardest worker. I'd be like the, the, the highest performance. And then I would apply for a promotion and I didn't get it knowing I was better than the other, the other person, like in my mind, like there's no way that other dude is better than me at this job. Like that I'm applying for, but I didn't get it. But then a few, and then I, then again, I applied for again. I didn't get it. I was like, what's going on? It was like a two year, two year gap where I'm like, what's going on? Like, am I ever going to be to that next level? Right. So same mindset, same mindset when we're talking about camp gladiator and I wanted to be honest with myself because I had the same mindset as you is I can be better than the other guys. But that's what I told myself. But in actuality, and, if I really got the position, I wouldn't have been better than the other two guys. Yeah. But you know what? What would help would help me, and I think might help some others, is that I just look for um for those that were my level or no higher than me. I would ask them that I had conf- that I went to and say, Hey, like what am I doing wrong? Like, what am I doing? Like, I'm trying to get to y'all's level. Like, what, what am I doing? And they would honestly tell me, it's like this, this, and that. Or you went to the interview, you did this and that. Like it, that, that's not it. I'm like, dang. So I just kept developing. I got their feedback, right? And then working through. And it was great because when I did get to that that next level, um, I I I, I was way better at it than I would have if I would have gotten it at that time. I think I would have sucked. I would have been like, I would have been bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> like they would demote it, or I would have written up or something like that. But um, I think that time of waiting, because I went back to the lab, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get better at blah, 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 Apply, damn it, I didn't get it. Okay, I'm going to get better again. Da, 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 da. So then when I did get it, I was like even more prepared. And then and from that, I even, and then got to the next level and that it became easier, then it became a little more like second nature. And then again, it was, um, I think that the waiting is tough, but I think once you get it, one, you learn why, and then you kind of know the process. And then I'm like, okay, um, I, I just need to go through it and then I'll, I'll, I'll get there. Like my time will come. I think you need to understand why you're not getting it. Yeah. And I think you need to understand. I need to, I need to keep growing my roots. Yeah. I need to keep growing my roots. I need to keep developing myself in this particular area because obviously I'm not ready in it. I'm not ready yet. Ian, you got something you look like you want to say? Yeah. Something. I mean, I, you literally kind of took the words out of my mouth. So, but well, I was going to yeah. kind of, say beyond that is I think within finding yourself and bettering yourself um, a lot of people including myself at one point we we compare too much and in our journey we're so asphyxiated on getting to somebody else's life instead of going to the life that we were meant to be in and being 
uh, that special person that we were meant to be. So in, instead of we're chasing something that we're not meant to be. Like for me, I, God made me a specific way to do a specific thing. And if I continually try and chase a life that he didn't make for me, I'm going to fail every single time that I try. Whereas if I look internal, fix what I, what I know is wrong, what I can be better at as a man, as a father, and then go towards that path that was created for me, I'm instantly going to see successes. It may, it may seem instant at that point in time, but in reality, it's something that, that he and that he's put upon me for me to build up and actually go to. Um, but that's, that's. Ian of- had a gift without even knowing it. And I think Ian, when he, when he first started, what was it? The um, book of, what was it? Uh, reading, what they call it? Reading Rainbow. No, reading Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the way this whole podcast started, it started with reading with accountability for um, reading a book. Was a book club, right? Was a it book a book? Club. A podcast it was club. A podcast, yeah. Podcast, podcast club. Yeah. And Ian really was hard on himself that he didn't understand his gift, and it was very clear to me. Ian's gift. I'm a nerd, and I didn't think he wanted to accept it. But he understands these things like no other. And he, under, he didn't understand that he could add a ton of value to us. He was constantly trying to do what we're doing, but he didn't find his own lane. And it was very clear to us very off the bat that he knew how to handle all this stuff and knew how to make things better and knew and like this is his thing and he loved you enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Ian had a, a gift without much. even knowing. And I don't think, I think you need, you need a group guys. You need a group to, to do this with because doing stuff on your own, like you only see your perspective. And I think it's very helpful to see other perspectives because without that accountability of trying to improve ourselves, I don't think Ian would have found his gift as early on, as early on as you did. I couldn't afford it either. It's his, uh, and not, and, and, gift. <laughs> and not only Thank you, Biden. Like, do you have the technical <laughs> stuff? Not only do you have the technical stuff, but like another gift that we all noticed right away is like, you have like a, a great voice for this too. What's so funny yeah. is for the longest time, I hated listening to myself being recorded. Like if it was with my kids or by myself, I would fast forward it or I turn it off. I don't like, I mean, up until now I can kind of stand it. I'm like, eh, it's whatever now, but that's why you can't do it by yourself. Yeah. That's why you cannot do it by yourself. I don't, I don't care who you are. You can't do this by yourself. And how do you get a team? you keep developing your roots and people are going to see your consistency and they're going to want to join, tag along with you because they see the consistency. They see your hard work, but that's getting off topic a little bit. Um, I want to get into a quick quote. It's by Jamal King, my guy who left me hanging a little bit, but <laughs> I went up for a high five and he didn't, I, even, he, I he didn't get you. No, I, you know, I, I was thinking about, I, I kept thinking about that ever since you said it. I get I a little thinking, salty. Like, how did I re- would react to that? And then I would fire me up, but at the same time, it's like I understand why. He's like, he's freaking right, you know. Like, I, like, I, I, like to s- me, it would be like, all right, I'm gonna show you. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. Like my <laughs> to anybody else, it'd been it'd been crushing, but yeah. because of development, I grew my roots very strong. And immediately, old Jonathan would have took a couple of weeks and been mad. You would have flown down. Like <laughs> oh, what a, well, I'd have been taking a couple of weeks and been mad and upset and why me, why me? I spent all this money to have his support and for him to just kind of push me off to the side like that. But I understood why it's God's plan. There's putting a challenge in front of me. It's there to develop me. So immediately I shift the mindset and now we're, we're going forward with it. And it is what it is. But my guy, Jamal King, I'm not going to hate him for it because I understand it's happening for a reason. I need some more pressure. I need it to mold me. 
because I'm trying to be a diamond. We'll get into a diamond later. <laughs> Want to be a diamond. The quote is by Jamal King diamond. is no matter how bad you really want it, you are always going to fall in the place you trained for. So that leads to what yeah. Chris was saying earlier. No matter how bad you really want that promotion, if you didn't specifically train your ass off to prep you for this moment, it's not going to happen. Because if you did get it, like we said, and you didn't train and put the hours in as the next guy did, you're not going to get it. And you're going to look at yourself and say, why me? Why me play victim? But shift the mindset, go back into the lab, go back into the dark and be so great. Be so great that it's not even a question why you shouldn't have this position. Oh, Nugget. Give me some Nugget. clap. I got two more. I know. Oh, you know wrong one. That's the wrong one. <laughs> I forgot what it was. Jesus. That's it's one of these it. buttons. You got some funk. <laughs> Brought to you by today's podcast. We have. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> 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 but, but you're right. Like, you're right. Like, um, you get what you put in. Right. And so that's that's kind of kind of put into layman's terms. Right. You get what you put in. All right. Um, you do, you can't go around think like you can think and you can say, oh, I'm, I'm I deserve this or I'm doing what I'm what I think I am to deserve that. But are you doing it? That's back to going to evaluating yourself. I'm like, OK, right. What are you doing? Right. And I think from the times that I've hit like roadblocks. Right. I had to like, like you said, be great at it, not be good, not be, you know, uh, solid, be like great at something. That's when I really hit it. Right. When I did something more than, right. Then, then I've, I've been doing that. And what I thought I was doing more, but no, no, you're not doing everything. I think right? it's you hard. Be, you gotta be honest with yourself and saying, okay, you gotta take that, swallow that, right. That, what is it's that hard. pride? And you know, it's hard. Nobody wants to be honest with themselves yeah. because I can easily say I've been good. Like I haven't done nothing wrong. I've been giving back. I've been a great husband. I've been a great father. I've been doing everything that's asked of me. Why am I not? Why is this happening to me? Check well, be, just because you're a good person doesn't mean you're going to be financially blessed. Have you put in the reps to be financially blessed or you put in the reps to be a good person? Because those are two different things. Being a good person You'll get blessed by just being a good person because good things are going to happen to you from other people. They're going to treat you great. They're going to, you know, they're going to serve you because you serve them. But that doesn't mean money's going to, or financially money's going to come your way because you have done zero to be financially blessed. So you have to, you have to understand that. And that's hard, right? Because I can easily say I'm, I'm a good person. I've done nothing wrong. I have not cheated. I have done no crimes. I've been great in life. Why am I, is this happening to me? Two yeah. separations, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think um, as far as like, like personal life and then as far as professional financial life, I think you got to approach it the same way. Like, you know, it takes, all right, it takes, takes discipline, staying true to yourself, being honest, staying true to your beliefs to be a good person because you can easily be not be a good person, right? I mean, um, that's an uh, easy way out, baby. It's easy yeah. to be selfish. So easy. Right. Quitting is easy way out too. I think 
you have to play kind of by the same rules. I'm like, okay, I'm apply this to that, right? Whatever you're good at, right? You should apply that to any other facet of like financial wise or anything else, I think. Um, but like I say, you do have to say, what am I not doing? Not what I'm doing, but what am I not doing enough of? And then and if do you that. don't know, do what yeah. Victor said, go ask why. Yeah. Sometimes you can't. Nobody see wants it. to do that. You're not going to see it. You're because you're going to, you're going to, the easy thing to do is say, why me? I'm doing everything right. We'll go ask why. Like when I asked, um, I asked actually the person that interviewed me for the first time, uh, um, I asked her like, Hey, you know, what's your feedback? Like, I, I, you know, on what and say, you sounded like you had the job. Like, mm. like you want, like this was yours for some reason. You didn't, you didn't show us who you were. We knew who you were, but you didn't show me in the interview. The other person did. They did the other person didn't walk in expecting to have the job. Nobody wants to hear that, bro. Yeah. That was a straight so that was knockers. a shocker. I was to me, it was like, damn. And then I started reflecting on it. I'm like, yeah, she's right. Like I just shift. came in, like, yeah. Shift the mindset. Thinking I was I was the man, and then <laughs> and then not happening. So Chris, you straight? I don't know if yeah, you want to say something or not. I'm like, <laughs> I was just thinking, buddy? like, uh, I am a little tired, but that's yeah. the point. Um, Chris just got off work. If y'all don't know, yeah, <laughs> he has a night um, job that involves a pole. <laughs> His name is. Silky it's Smooth. not that late. Right? He works on Thursdays. <laughs> and no, nah, no, nah. that's only on Fridays and Saturdays. Today, today <laughs> hey, Tuesday. Hey, he's time not. She goes on the on the hot hours, where the prime time hours. Chris right. is prime time hours. He's not a. He's not a Tuesday night guy. My man is getting Taco Tuesday. Getting twenties thrown at him. This is. Friday I'm working on my craft right now. Saturday I'm working night. to get that stuff. <laughs> you see those shoulders? Those shoulders are for us. Getting. <laughs> he's showing. He's silver, bro. He's elite. Dang. He's on another level. Uh, no, but I was gonna say, um, as far as like relating back to the success, like instant success. I think people sometimes try to train for a specific result or like they practice for a certain result. And when they don't get that result, they get frustrated and they'll give it up. But if they just work on the, like on every, a little bit, if you just develop in everything that can, that's related to, to that, that practice or that skill, like what I was referring to later or earlier, once you have to develop those fundamentals first. So once you develop that skill, you you might not be expecting to hit that result, but then it might just come, it might come out of blue, and that's when it feels like it's oh, it's an instant success because it's it things tend to happen to you when you least expect them. Like how many times do people like when they're when they're searching for. A boyfriend or a girlfriend, they can't find anything. But as soon as they stop searching and, I have that and they just be themselves, <laughs> then, no, and then they find someone. Some cause big game. No, no I like well, that some, though. Because yeah. I, I actually it was funny is on TikTok, I follow some some pastors, and at least once each of them have said that the situation you're in, it feels like it's pulling you up back. It's for a reason. Like if you think of a slingshot, you pull back, you get pulled back, and you're getting pulled back because it's setting you up to launch. So eventually you're going to get to the goal and beyond it. What's so the quote? Your greatest uh, I don't know. failure is for your greatest comeback or something like that. That sounds almost like it, but not it's exactly. Not it. like I know it. I know what you're talking yeah, about. 
We have to Google that one. To cite it. Uh, I think it's the uh, the bigger the setback, the bigger the comeback, something like that. Yeah, something, something like, that. like that. For some people, if you shift the mindset, if you shift the mindset. So here's something. Here's a point that I want to get across. Is let's go back to the diamond because it's another life lesson. Y'all know about the diamond, right? We all have diamonds inside us, but you cannot be a diamond unless you go through extreme heat and extreme pressure. And then once you go through extreme heat and extreme pressure and you thought you were done, then you must be cut. And so that is the phase that if you're feeling why, why me, and you feel like you're doing the work, then you're going through that extreme heat. And then when you feel like quitting once again, maybe for the seventh time, now it's that pressure. And then when you feel like quitting and you keep doing in the work and you keep looking to the side, to the side, why me, why me? You need to keep your head down and keep putting in that work. And eventually you're going to get cut into a diamond. Like it is prepping you that your adversity, whatever you're going through, it's prepping you. Your injury that you're working so hard towards to make it to the next level or that position that you thought you were going to get. You Instead of why me, why not you? like that why not you if you believe in yourself so much why not you it is only prepping you for the moment it is prepping you for the storm because guess what the storm is fucking coming and even when you think you get that position guess what you're not free the storm will always come i felt that i got financially free for a good four months and i told you on the last podcast i felt like a free horse for four months, I felt like I was rich. I was wealthy. I felt on top of the world. And the storm came and it hit hard. And that was my bad because I thought once you once you get released, it's over. I didn't think anything else bad was going to happen. But something I realized in life lesson learned, the storm will always come. So whenever you do get that position, like me, when I, I got a new position and another bigger position, it's not free. I'm not free. There's more storms that are going to come that are going to challenge me. They're going to pressure me. They're going to put extreme heat on me. And I'm going to feel like, oh, my gosh, I can't handle it. But it's for a freaking good reason. And the faster you realize whatever you're going through is for a great reason, and the faster you can keep your head down and keep pushing and get out of it, the stronger you're going to get and the better diamond you're going to come out. Yeah, so keep on working. Hey, hold on, chill out. Well, hey, is he going to throw that up for a second there? I thought it was like, hey, no, that's expensive hey, equipment. Wait a minute. It's not paid for yet. <laughs> and it's not paid for yet. <laughs> no, but that made me think of a, a Rocky quote. He's talking to oh, like Rocky oh, 7, like 8, 12. That's all the time. Yeah, uh, it's not how hard you can get hit. It's, how much, it's not how hard you can get hit. It's, it's how hard you can get hit and, and keep, keep moving, moving forward. forward. Yeah. How much can you take and, and keep, keep moving, moving forward? forward. That's how winning is done. Oh my God. That <laughs> quote will get you fired up. Literally, We're about, about to lift after this. Why? Four days ago, I was watching Rocky. That came on. I paused. I said, All my kids to come down. And I quoted after Rocky. And then I made, I made them watch it one more time. And then I just got pumped and they did it. But, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, They were back to the like, That's like crazy. That, uh, <laughs> I, I got like virtual school, homie. Like, I'm counted <laughs> absent <laughs> during the day. <laughs> this is more important than school. If you can understand this, I don't care about school. You can understand <laughs> that you are going to go through and get harder. Nobody's going to hit harder than life. That's what he says. Not no one, not you, not me, not nobody. <laughs> Oh, yeah, to say, yeah, exactly. I'll be right at a Rocky 7. Oh, my God. 
I think every Rocky movie is about that. It's like yeah, he doesn't get Rocky. He doesn't get to whatever level that he got without getting beat up, broken ribs, messed up face. Like every time he gets beat up before he actually uh what is it? Uh gets to, you know, uh whatever he gets to. I think that la- the, when he fought Mr. T, he got beat up. <laughs> oh, he lost. Right? That was his he yeah. lost cuz he Mick, lost, Mick came back. Play. When he fought the Russian guy, uh, Drago, he uh, his God, friend died. He always starts arms. off getting beat up, bro. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not how hard, right? It's yeah. about how you can. It's about you getting back yeah. up each time, because you know what, everyone, you know what's the easy thing to do for everyone? Quit. It's a freaking quit. That's that's the easy thing to do, man. And I wish people would stop taking the easy road out because once you take that quitting route it's easier to quit again and it's easier to quit again and not only is it easier to quit again but it leaks into your entire life and it becomes a poison and not only does it become a poison to you it becomes a poison to your surroundings because listen you hang out with groups of people you have a family it leaks brother your kids see it your wife sees it your spouse sees it your job sees it, the other jobs see it, it leaks and it's a nasty thing to do because the easy thing to do is quit. Oh, disgust. Like it leaves a bad taste in my mouth, brother. Do it, complete it. Do it. Man, I'm done. What y'all got? I don't know. Good. I'm kind of hyped. I have to. <laughs> I want to see a Rocky movie now. <laughs> I know, right? I can do some did, did you did you have a fun topic that we never got into? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I do got a fun topic. I got a creepy story. Oh lord! Can we close the garage door? <laughs> I got a creepy dark and I can't like, see nothing. And this like, left like creepy me in a scary way or creepy. It, like it gave me chills immediately. Okay. It gave me chills immediately, and it happened today. I was working out at the gym, and uh, I see a guy. I saw him yesterday. He looked familiar. Couldn't place him who he was, but he looked very familiar. And sure enough, he comes up to me today. And he's like, hey, Jonathan. I was like, oh, shoot. I don't know his name. Hey, guys. Oh, <laughs> hey, that is the worst. That is the worst. And so he's like, hey, man, I'm Chris's friend. Chris Zora, the guy on the podcast. Yeah, he ended up texting me that he saw you. <laughs> and uh, he has a beard. Like, no reason. I didn't recognize him because he had it. Like, he turned full full beard, full long hair. Last time I saw him, he had a shortcut and cleaned up. Anyways, he had, like, it was super long. Anyways, beside the point, we were chit-chatting. And he was all like, yeah, um, you know, Chris didn't even tell me you had a podcast. And I was like, oh, weird. Chris sucks. Chris didn't tell you about a podcast. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you must so, be ashamed of us. So I was like, yeah. So I just started talking about me and Chris and things we're doing. We talked about him. We were just catching up, shooting the shit for a little bit. And I was like, hey, man, give me your number. I'm having a birthday party coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm turning 31. Uh, you're, you're in the area. I'd love for you to come. He's a cool cat. He's cool to hang out with. Fun conversations. Chris knows. And uh, I, I was like, hey, what's your number? So I type his number in my phone and it, it pulls up my wife's um, father's number. And he, he passed away a couple of years back. It said Gabe Baca. And I was like, oh, shoot. Hey, man, um, you gave, I dialed, I put a number in wrong. Can you give me the number again? And he's like, give me the number. I type it in. And my dad and Desiree's, my wife's father pops back up. I was like, no shit. This is, this is your number? He's like, yeah, man. He's like, who, who is Gay Baca? And it just hit me. I was like, bro, you have, you have my wife's father's phone number, and he, he he's deceased, dude. Like he passed away a couple of years ago. And it like it 
it just and gave me Emma. the freaking chills. What are the chances oh, yeah. for me to run into the person that has my wife's father's phone number on there who passed away That's a couple crazy. years ago? And I was all like, yo. Like, I got a little teary-eyed, not going to lie. It, it, like, it caught me. I was like, man, wait. Like, I was like, dude, wait a minute. Like, this is a crazy moment. He's like, why? I was like, yo. So I told him. And then when I told Desiree, like, it even got more serious because I was telling yeah. Desiree. So it was hard for me to, uh, yeah. it was hard for me to come. You know how you can't swallow type deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, Choked up. That was That's creepy. And I was like, hey, what's Gabe trying to say? Am I doing, still- am I doing him right? <laughs> hey, man, am I doing you right? I hope I'm doing you right. I hope I'm doing all the things. Take care of your little daughter, man. I got your back, brother. And so I was just, That's hey, crazy. he's just checking up on me, making sure I'm doing his daughter right. Wow. I feel like I am. Like that's crazy dude that so, is that is crazy you guys have a crazy story weird maybe once in a lifetime type deal at all ghost yeah i got a ghost i got a couple ghost ones actually oh, right. one one is from my father and then one is from me so there's this little old one bedroom one bathroom house that we used to live in like i was like four or five like a very first house but before i was even born my dad lived in it and uh, his family came over. So it was his parents. It was his little sister, his older sister, and then a brother. So they're all doing, doing their thing and they have dinner. They're all getting ready to leave. Everybody's outside. But my dad walks into his, his bedroom. And I remember the house vividly. So you walk into the bedroom. The first door is a bathroom. The next door is a really, really like a walk-in, almost like room closet. And he had a bed in there. So he walks past it and he sees his little sister sitting up. And in Spanish, he tells her, you know, hey, uh, mom and dad are leaving. You better hurry up and go. They're going to leave you. So she doesn't move. He says, all right, they're going to leave. So he goes to do something that walks outside. And uh, as he's walking up, his sister's asleep. It went but like less than like 30, 45 seconds. His sister's asleep in the car seat in the back of the car. And he just saw her in the room. So every time he says, and it, to this day, my dad is still a skeptic for whatever reason. I'm like, he's got multiple stories like in, and in, in our hometown, and when he goes to Mexico, he's got stories, and he's still a skeptic. So I'm like, he's still a skeptic? There. Yeah, I don't know if he just doesn't want to believe you because it's scary as hell. But mm. mine isn't as scary. I was at a Sonic with a friend. Her and I are chatting. She's telling me, like, of the stories of, like, this paranormal stuff that just surrounds her and follows her. And, and you're with her. We're, li- we're in the car ordering nope. food, and uh-huh. I'm, we're literally looking. I'm looking at her like this, and I see, like, a seven-foot man, like, just a, a shadow of gray walk past with a top hat. And she sees my eyes go. She goes, yeah, I saw that, too. She's what do you see? Don't you look behind me because I'll swing. I swear to God, I saw you look. But I was like, I saw a man in gray with a hat. She says, yeah, that that happens often. And I got chills. I'm like, all right, we're not even getting the that's food, creepy, right? bro. Hell no. <laughs> like, we're not friends no more. I think that <laughs> was you never. I think that was just a guy ordered from Sonic, bro. I got out of my car, though. I literally got out of my car to check and nobody was behind my that's, car. That's that's a style. Top hat, seven foot dude. What in the seven, like sixties, maybe fifties? It's a style, brother. And okay, this was like two thousand and six. How is that scary? Normal stuff. You saw a guy, anyway. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't have a scary story like that. Not like that. Yeah, Our stories from my country. My mom said um, when she was little, she used to watch. Um, there's a stories about this little creek, and if you would walk it at night, you would hear people crying. And then this one time, your mom didn't believe it. But then one time, 
they're my her and his great her great grandfather were walking and then and then she started hearing she's like small she's like maybe eight seven years old and she asked her grandfather what is that and he's like don't don't no just keep walking like don't even look just keep walking <laughs> so like she's always like she hear like these crying these people crying um and i was like that's creepy bro so y'all never experienced anything y'all said. i never experienced a line like that no have no. y'all heard of a, heard of, ever heard of a sleep paralysis? Yeah. Uh-huh. Now what is that? It's where uh, I got it. Yeah. I had it. If you think about it, you'll get it. <laughs> Don't research it. You'll get it more. Um, anyway, <laughs> sleep paralysis is where you're asleep, but you're not move? asleep in your mind. Mm-hmm. Oh. Your eyes are open. Your eyes are open, and you can't move. Oh, and, uh, and crazy stuff happens. So literally. It's like you're in between. Yeah, worlds. like you're in the between the worlds. Oh, snap. And they come into your world, and you can't do nothing about it, brother. I was laying there with my son. We finished watching. This is why I don't watch, like, real-life scary movies, because it could trigger it. Super weird. And so, like, the kids came over the other day, like, your kids and Betta's yeah. kids and all the kids, and they just watch scary movies. I'm like, hmm, I don't mean. <laughs> That's not me, brother. Uh, anyways. So we had finished watching a scary movie like a couple years back at my old house. And um, it was a long time ago. You know, I think it was Brayden and was laying on top of me. And he was like two, you know, so he's just a baby laying on top of me, fell asleep on the couch. Everyone's upstairs. And I wake up to somebody pulling my son off my chest and I can't move. And oh, it, no. it stops and I grab him and I pull him back and I'm like, yo, and I and I'm up and I'm holding him. And I'm like, yo, like, what was that? Your heart's beating. Somebody's trying to take my son. And then all you, you, you can't see nothing, but you can't move. So once again, I have my son. He's back on my chest. And then again, I get frozen. And you, I, all I see is like these little imprints into the couch that come onto, onto the couch again, grab my son, start yanking him off of me. And it's just like, a, it's not a yank. It's a slow pull. And I wake up again, I grab him and I'm holding him. My heart's beating. And I was like, there's nothing that I can do. And it happens like five times. Like every time I go back to sleep that I'm not really asleep because I'm still in the same spot. Something keeps trying to take my son away from me. It was the scariest night because it literally happened all night long. Every time I would doze off, it would pull. Every time. It's probably like a ghost going through your house. That's so crazy. <laughs> I got so at one point I was like just terrified. Like I was just terrified of my mind. And then I, I got so mad and so upset that when I woke up, I just started cussing at the air and like literally trying to fight or like be aggressive with whatever it was. Come right now. Like I, I literally was just fed up and I didn't go back to sleep. Like I literally didn't go back. I said, babe, I got my wife. I put her on the couch. I said, you sit here and you let me know if anything happens because I'm going to try to go back to sleep. But I'm like dead. I'm like, I'm like, like I'm furious and I'm mad and I'm pissed. And I'm like, whatever it is, let's go. Like, quit playing with me. Let's like, well, it got serious. Catch these hands. Catch these hands because I would give it to you. Like The only thing, uh, the only thing I can think of that is kind of like, kind of somewhat, somewhat similar to you guys' stories is like, I remember I don't even remember how old I was. I was probably like eight, nine, 10 years old, somewhere around there. And we were at, uh, me and my brother were at our babysitter's house. And I think we had, we must've watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, one of them that night. Cause I remember, I still remember it vividly. Like 
I remember my mom picked us up because she used to pick us up around 11, 12 at night. And <laughs> I remember we were driving away and I, I look up on top of the, the roof of, of my babysitter's house. Nope. And I can vividly see Freddy. Freddy Krueger just, just, <laughs> just staring at us. <laughs> with like a he has like a trench coat on and his and his striped sweater and the hat and everything and the and the um claws. And he's just like staring at us as we drive away. And it's like it, it was so vivid, like it seemed it seemed <laughs> parents, really, like legit. Right? It was yeah. the parents messing with them the whole entire time. <laughs> but that's something kids. I would do. <laughs> Wait, I have moments in my house when it's dark and it's just me. And then, like, at the corner of your eye, like, you see something, but then you don't. Or, like, that's yeah. weird. It does yeah. happen to you guys? Yeah, but I don't really yeah. think about it like that anymore. Like, for example, this morning, I was doing my meditations, and it's in my garage. And this back, you see the color's blue? It did get to me a little bit this morning. It was red. It's red in the morning times. And uh, Jeremiah, my son, he does cardio every morning really early. And he always has a dog in here because he's he's scared. He watches some scary movies and he's the type of dude that freaks out like he knows and observes and he wants the closet clothes. He's very paranoid because of scary movies, but he accepts it and still watches. I'm like, bro, chill. Well, anyways, and I asked him one day, I was like, dude, why do you get Kobe in the room? He's like, because, dude, it's freaking the garage and it's all red in there. And so that put it like that went in my mind. <laughs> and so the next day I come in here and I'm like doing my meditation. It's all red and it's pitch black in here. And I'm like, I'm fine. So I'm doing my meditation. I'm stretching right here. I'm doing my stretching. And a book off the bookshelf falls down. The one of these H3 <laughs> falls off the bookshelf. And I was like in my head, you know, just, you know, um, trying to find it like a good reason why. What's the practical reason why it fell off? I was like, oh, it's flimsy. The shelf's leaning. It, well, it's a flimsy book. All the other ones are hard. And well, I think all of them are hard. Most majority of them are hard. This one's flimsy. And so I was like, oh, it's flimsy. So I put it like, so I kept telling myself it was flimsy. So the entire time I was continuing my stretching, I switched it to blue. <laughs> Lighten the mood. Lord Jesus, fill the air. <laughs> I switched it to blue. I just told myself the book's flimsy. <laughs> yeah. right. Next time, I need put your, put your phone. Put some uh, some Christian music on. Right, some gospel. About it. Yeah, put then some gospel. Fall off. I don't want to piss it off. <laughs> put, it, nah, put an old video that. of Pastor Rob <laughs> there in the background. Uh, in this podcast, Jesus. That Wow. That's why it's blue. That's, <laughs> That's crazy, huh? That's so funny. <laughs> oh, he just has a different color change. No, I got scared color. this morning. <laughs> no, I'm just scared. I'm just scared. <laughs> I found a quote off of Pinterest, so it doesn't have really have a name, so we'll go anonymous. It's but it, by me. It says, uh, success is no accident. It is hard work, perseverance, learning, studying, sacrifice, and most of all, love of what you are doing or learning to do. Mm. No accident. It. Nope. Just go by the five-year rule. And if it's not done in five years, do something else. Mm. I'm just playing. But <laughs> <laughs> keep it. Unless you're a comedian. Something wrong. <laughs> Unless you're a comedian. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for joining us today. A quick side note, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we appreciate it. If you could do us a giant favor and hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. If you watch on YouTube and you're not subscribing, you're doing something wrong. So and we please. do want to apologize for our video quality uh, today. Yeah. Our A Sony A6000 is temporarily not working right now, but it's in the process being fixed. But um, it's a special yeah. effects. 
Yeah, no. we <laughs> we're just here for Ian's voice anyway. We didn't want Jonathan flexing not too for much. My, yeah, not like that. It's all granular. You can barely. Those see that it. can't see it, yeah. it's okay. You're not missing. You're much. not gonna see it. It needs <laughs> anyways, to be HD. Anyways, thanks for joining us today. Uh, you are born to be great, so go be great. As always, uh, until next time. Peace and love.